Welcome to the Cyber Evolution Podcast, conversations about all things cybersecurity, and more specifically, how you can start your new career in this booming industry. Welcome everybody to the Cyber Evolution Podcast. I'm Adam Hewitt, CEO of Cyber Evolution, and today I'm joined by Anthony Vazari. Anthony, welcome back. How are you? Good, Adam. I was so good on episode one, you had to invite me back, right? Our first repeat guest, mate. So good. Good to be here, mate. Looking forward to to the next episode. The overwhelming feedback from all our listeners were that they just wanted more of Anthony Vazari, so the people get what they want. They ask, I deliver. So here we are. (laughs) Uh, For those who are listening in for the first time and don't know much about Cyber Evolution, we are Australia's only dedicated cybersecurity training and placement institute. We specialize in finding people their first entry-level role in cybersecurity. Um, And we have been doing this for a few years now. We've helped hundreds of people enter the cybersecurity field for the first time. But the reason we decided to start a podcast is because over those years, we've had so many people continuously come to us, and this has kind of grown and grown each year. People hear about the skill shortage. They know that there's tens of thousands of jobs that are going to be required over the next few years. Um, And they hear that it's a cool industry. It's exciting. It's a booming field but they have absolutely no idea about the industry itself, what they're going to be doing. Um, It is a little bit mysterious. So the point of the podcast is to break down some of those barriers, common misconceptions, and really stick to what we know and educate people on what cybersecurity is and how how you can essentially land your first job. And so today's topic, funnily enough, is about job hiring, uh, specifically peak hiring season. And Anthony's the perfect guest to have on this episode. He is our partnerships manager. Both him and myself speak to our placement partners, which are the organizations that we partner with that take on our students on a very regular basis. So Anthony, I might zoom out a little bit, get you to um, elaborate a little bit on what peak hiring season is. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's an important topic, especially now that we're in uh, September. Um there's an interesting stat as well that we'll get to if everyone stays tuned to the end of the episode. Um, interesting stat came out the other day. We both read an article. Um, we'll talk about what that means for everybody, but it's good news for those that are trying to get into the industry. Back to peak hiring season. So peak hiring season is the season or the 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 the, the period where most organizations are looking at hiring people. Okay, so we're in September now. We're going to be entering a busy period. You know, you got November, you got December, you got Christmas. Most organizations, especially our employment partners, as we know, they're not looking at hiring, you know, a large volume of candidates throughout that period. So the peak hiring season is always going to be January, February, starting the new year clean. They want to just hire and fill all the roles that they need to fill to hit their their their, their goals moving in, moving into the into the new year. Mm-hmm. So um that's what we kind of see on our end. Um, you know, well, as I far guess, as the, the, yeah. I'll just jump in there. I guess, um, obvi- I guess the obvious reason you might know a little bit more about this. The obvious reason is it does make sense for people to start a new role on board, go through that initial kind of feel out period as a new employee. And then you've got the Christmas break. Is that, that's the main reason? That's basically the main reason. Yeah, exactly. That you're not going to hire someone to know they're going to have two weeks off over Christmas where everything that you've trained them in, they're just going to have to be retrained in um, over over the January, February break. So yep. it's 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 mainly organizations. It's, it's just the tactical hiring season. That's across most industries. They're looking at hiring in January, February, fill the spots. So there's no interruption to that. Makes sense. And so 
Um, in order to best prepare yourself for this peak hiring season, what I guess what should people be doing now, obviously specifically to wanting to get into cybersecurity? Yeah, certainly. So number one thing, if you're not currently in the industry or if you're, you're, you currently don't have any certifications or any skill set or you're, you're not being trained, then that's the first thing. Number one is just get started. It doesn't make any sense to wait till January and February. And we do hear this a bit it's, and it's it's quite common in any industry, but a lot of people wait till January or February or you know the new year, new me strategy. Yeah. New year, I'm going to learn a new skill set. New year, I'm going to I'm going to start the gym. But um, interestingly enough, most people that have that strategy, Adam, whether it's you know in the gym or in a new skill set, you speak to them a year later, they're still in the same position. Yep. And the reason being is the same mindset and the same thought process that has someone put something off for a day, a month, three months, or let's wait till I get started January 1st, is usually the same mindset that has them get to January 1 and then put it off for another month another three months, another six months, and end up in the same spot. So number one, it's a must. Number one must is get started. Start learning the skill set so you can be in a position to either be hired or or, or, or get one of those intakes coming into the new year. There either some, there's even some organizations, Adam. Um, we have employment partners that are looking to hire people that even don't have their full certifications yet, right? You just have to kind of be studying. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, those specific organizations for entry-level roles, they're looking for people that are on a pathway to learn the right skills. They're hiring more for cultural fits, um, potentially, you know, leveraging off previous professional experiences as well. Um, and so you don't have to have all of your certifications and skills to be able to land an entry-level role. We do have a select few of those employment partners that do that. Just to touch on your point on what pe why people should be getting started now, like a lot of things, it is about timing. Um, what I mean by that is we don't have specific start dates or intakes for our students to start, okay? They can start whenever they want, all right? They have the flexibility to get started and start their studies in and around everything else that's going on. And a lot of people have that old school mindset of education, I just need to find the perfect time for me to start and it's always next month, all right? What we do is we flip it on its head a little bit and we look at, we very strategically position our students um, for when they're ready to apply for their first job. So it's, it's not around, the timing is not around when you start, it's around when you're going to be ready to start applying for jobs. For instance, obviously, peak hiring season, right? We have some students now who are just getting started. They're going to be in a position where they're going to have some certifications, some skills, their CV before Christmas is going to be perfect, their LinkedIn is going to look great, and they're going to have some really good one-on-one -on -one coaching around job interview training, right? And then when everyone's hiring, January, February, March next year, they're going to have all of that stuff ready. So the timing's perfect. So it doesn't, that's what we mean around, you know, getting started now because you're going to be in the best position timing-wise for when all of these companies are hiring. And that goes basically throughout the whole year for our students when we do these big intakes of placing the students, we try and time it so they're basically in the best possible position to, to get the job, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think the other aspect of that, because we have, we have a lot of students we've trained and you know a, a big focus on what we do isn't just, as you know, the, the training, it's the job placement. That's why a lot of students come to us because we're Australia's only dedicated training and placement company where train them with the right skills, but then we actually help them land their first job by connecting them 
with these employment partners. I think a lot of people as well, a lot of students before before they speak to us, of course, they they know that it might take them like let's say six months. A, a lot of people wait until they're ready for the next job or they're ready to make a change before actually starting the training. Mm. But the reason we we flip it on on the reverse is it's going to take you six months or so to get the training before you can get a, a a job, unless it's through one of our employment partners that are doing an intake of of students that are currently going through the certifications. Yep. So it, you know if you if you're looking at you know changing your career, if you're looking at getting into an industry that is thriving um, over the next you know ten years plus, then you know start learning the right skill set so that. Over the next six months or over the next eight months, you can actually be in a position to, when you're ready, actually take that because there's no intake period, as Adam mentioned. If you always wait until, you know, it's the perfect time that you're ready to make that transition, then you're still on the back foot because by the time you start, it's yeah. going to add another six months of you you learning the certifications, right? Yeah, there's, there's that lag period, obviously. Lag. When yeah. you when you want to do it, when you you just you make up your mind. Yep, I'm sick of the job I'm in for whatever yeah. reason. I want more job progression. I want to be able to work from home. Like a lot of people have these thoughts. And when you make the decision that you you want a new job, you've obviously then got to have a little bit of that lag period of investing into yourself and and your skill set. Um, and so typically, and this is the most cliche time of the year to to do that new me, new year, new me, as you said before. Right. So if you guys take anything out of this podcast, whether it's, you know, cybersecurity or not cybersecurity, um, you know, I've been in the education industry for over a decade now. This is the, the, the best time for you to start investing into yourself because a lot of other people are sleeping at this stage and they kind of switch off in November, December um, and decide to start that, uh, obviously start upskilling themselves in the new year. So if you can be ahead of the curb, it's, it's you know, and be proactive. That's obviously what you know, employees are looking for. So it's it's really, really important. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you see that a lot as well, Adam? Like people making the mistake, they, they want to start their studies later and they just never end up getting around to it. Or, you know, in certain instances, they've come back to us years later and kind of wish they got started sooner. But what, what do you see on that front? If I had a dollar for every time I heard somebody say that, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd both be very rich. Um, <laughs> but um yeah, so again, it comes down to timing. People have the wrong mindset of timing. Yeah. The, the mindset that we speak to a lot, uh, that we hear a lot is, I, I just need to find the right time to start. Um, but the mindset needs to be, I need to time this around when I am ready to start my new career and start my new job. So it's, again, it's completely, it needs to be switched on its head. So yeah. you need to look at it through the lens of, all right, when can I realistically start my new job? And this is what we say to a lot of the new students. Um, we'll say, okay, we, we do have an intake coming up in a month or two. Um, and they're really keen to get into the industry and change careers. And we say, okay, now it comes down to crunch time. We're going to apply for you. Can you start a full-time job November 30th this year? And you'll see the look on their face and they go, oh, actually, I'm going away on holiday or, you know, I was planning on spending another six months because I get long service leave or whatever the excuse might be, right? Um, and so that's the biggest thing, again, is to, to look at from a timing perspective, genuinely look at when you are ready to start a new career and start a new job and then work backwards from there instead of the other way around, wait till the perfect time to start because usually when that perfect time to start is, is when you are ready to start a new job. And then you go through a bit of a frustrated lag period, you know, time that we've spoken about. Exactly right. 
Let's talk about this new data as well, because I think that's um, that's the, the the biggest thing we we saw this week. Which, um, if if everyone recalls, whoever's listening to our podcast back two episodes ago, episode one, we we gave some stats on the skill shortage and the data that that had come out in the industry up to now was there was seventeen thousand um, uh, skill shortage positions that needed to be filled by twenty twenty seven. Right, twenty twenty six, yeah, yeah, so twenty six, uh, seventeen thousand. But that was the data that we've had for um, yeah. you know a little while. Um, but yeah, a, a recent a recent um, study just came out you know, through through our friends and partners at CyberCX uh, that there is that is not the case. It's been that has actually been undercooked a little bit. They've looked at it and gone, this this skills gap is worse than what we first thought, and the new data is saying that. The the we could have a need of about thirty thousand new cyber professionals in four years' time, so it's yeah. it's almost doubled. And to give everyone a bit of context as well, Adam, that original data we had, just so everyone understands, like that was massive in and of itself. Seventeen thousand new roles by twenty twenty six. This is where we we had organisations, you know, banging down our doors, like our employment partners, wanting to hire, you know students and wanting to hire um you know candidates now that the data has just doubled it's um it's it shows the the demand and the need for cybersecurity professionals where if you're someone that's looking at changing career if you're fed up with your job if you want to be able to make more money and like year after year you tell yourself you're going to do something different but you're in the exact same position this is why it does not make sense to wait till january 1st because more more more, more than likely you wait till january 1st You'll be waiting till you know twenty twenty four the year later, and you're, you're in exactly the same position. Like, what what does this data mean for the industry? You know, on top of what we already went through, Adam, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, so it just it just goes to show. Look, and in a couple of years' time, it could be more and more, right? I think, as I said before, I think I said in the, our first episode, Australia is a couple of years behind the rest of the world. I don't. I, I think we're going to catch up. I think in two to three years' time, we will be. Um, a global leader in the space. I really think that we'll catch up to everyone and potentially overtake. But for now, we've only just started focusing a huge amount of resources and attention and government funding to the space. Um, and so I think they've just is starting to now unveil and um, you know, wrap open all of the layers and realize, well, we've actually got a serious problem on our hands here. And the key word in that data is it's new professionals. It's not, it doesn't even say new roles. It's not new job openings, so for people from the industry to then land a, a job in the industry and for it to be an internal thing, it is 30,000 new professionals to enter the industry for the first time. So that's 30,000 entry-level roles that they're looking for, okay? So it has to be career changes. It has to be people that are, you know, looking to to upskill out of university that, you know, need some industry certifications as well. So I think that's the thing that, people potentially also underestimate about the data is that it it's entry-level roles. Yeah. And another thing I wanted you to touch on, Adam, as well, is um, interesting data came out about females in the cybersecurity industry, yep. right? Like there's, there's, yes, there's this overall gap of 30,000, you know, you know, positions that need to be, be filled over the next four years. But on top of that, um, data came out that at the moment, only 21% of the workforce is, is is female so what does this mean if you're a, a female looking at cybersecurity what are organizations looking for when they're hiring in regards to you know filling that kind of gender gap as well 
Well, that gender gap that's there for you know it's it's a focus point for a reason. We we need that diversity within the uh, workforce in all industries, you know. Uh, and so, an interesting point here is I, I had a, a Zoom meeting with the Chief Information Security Officer. I would say it would probably be early last year, so over a year ago now, potentially around 18 months. Um, the CISO of Westpac, Richard Johnson is his name. And, um, you know, he was talking about the industry standard then being 84% male, 16% um, female. So pretty reputable guy, and I'm going to take him on his word there. So what that's shown is over 18 months, it's, it's grown 5%, which is huge. So I think that's awesome that there's a massive... There's a lot of really, really cool um, institutions and organisations. Specifically, I'll give a shout out here to the Australian Women in Security Network that we, we also um, you know, speak with quite a lot. There's a lot of these, um, you know, I guess, women community, women in tech communities that are upskilling. Um, and there's, all that means, I guess, is more opportunity, right? You know, they're looking for people uh, more competent, switched on females, I guess, that are obviously passionate about cybersecurity and enter the industry. So, yep, there's jobs for everyone, but specifically if you're listening and you are a woman that is interested in cybersecurity and, um, you know, looking to, to start a new career in that space, then now's a very, very good time. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a, a big lever everyone's trying to pull to, to bridge that. Um, and then when you compare it, right, Adam, to like the universities and, and all the TAFEs, like, you know, they're, they're trying to shorten that skills gap. But the, the issue with that is you can go to university, but, you know, you're going to have to do a three-year degree or a five-year yeah. course to come out the other end. And, and a lot of the times they, they don't actually have the practical skills to be able to land a job because they're still trying to catch up in, in terms of the curriculum. Mm. So, you know, t tell us a bit more about that. Like if you're a, maybe someone that's thinking about going to uni or maybe you're going through TAFE or university at the moment, but um, you, you, you want to get into the industry, like yeah. do you need to wait the five years? Do you need to wait the three years or what, what can you do instead? You definitely don't, right? You don't, don't have to wait those four years. Again, we talk about that, that, that huge lag period. For us, typically it's four to six months, mm. but if you go to university, it can be three to four years. University's fine. I'm not giving that a knock at all, right? But um, and it is specifically for the individual, right? If you want to, if you're a young person that wants to experience four years full time study, go to uni for that specific reason, um, then fine. That's that's your decision. Um, but again, obviously, keep in mind that you may miss that opportunity. You know, the recent data has has only basically spaced out the last four years that there's going to be this huge, huge skills gap. So keep that in mind, definitely. Um, but if you're somebody that potentially can't, uh, you know, afford to just go study full time and put yourself in, you know, some debt with some hex fees, et cetera, you don't want to go to university, you're currently working and you just want to get into the industry for the first time, then industry certifications are definitely, you know, definitely the way to go. Yeah. Awesome. And last, last point, Adam, wanted you to touch on, um, a bit about our, our partners, you know, we've got quite a few employment partners, but our partners over at, at um, a CyberCX, like can you tell us more about, about them and, and kind of what we're doing with them? Those guys, CyberCX are doing amazing things, right? So we, we place a lot, a lot of our students into um, their entry-level roles. They're one of the few employment partners or one of the, one of the few companies in general that are uh, um, essentially willing to take on our students that don't, haven't even finished all of the certifications. 
And one very good example, CyberCX, and there's a couple, Sakuro is another one, who are nationwide and they're growing really, really quickly. Um, they have, they've given us very specific dates of when they want us to send students, potential candidates to them. Um, so these guys are industry leaders. You know, if anyone's listening, um, Sakuro as well, CyberCX, they're, they're unbelievable organizations. Um, and we partnered with them just because there's a, a huge values alignment there. They like us because we just specialize in cybersecurity. They know that our students are there and they know that all of the staff here at Cyber Revolution, we're specialized in the space. Why is that important though, Adam? Like why, you know, why, why, why do they like the fact that we only specialize in, in, in cybersecurity? Well, Look, I think that's that's pretty obvious, right? Like you want someone that if you're special, if you're going, if we're giving them talent and they want people to come to them, you know, job ready, um, it makes sense to be a, you know, that old saying, jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. We, the difficulty yeah. we see a lot of training organisations, universities, um, you know, they'll have, um, they'll have thousands of students across a huge range of industries and, you know, they won't help with job placement with traditional education, you know, and I've been in, in the traditional education space. I've been a teacher. A lot of it is about the piece of paper. That's all that they're getting you towards, right? The traditional education is about getting that degree. You know, everyone gets the photo. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they throw the hat up in the air or it's getting your diploma that you can hang up on the wall. Like that's yeah. a, that is the wrong mindset, right? Whereas, I agree. I agree completely. We we had a student the other day, Adam, um, on one of our careers interviews with one of our career specialists. Um, they were really excited about getting started because they wanted to be able to work for CyberCX. It's been a, a dream of theirs for a while. Yeah. And they asked the question, um, what do, what does CyberCX actually look for? Aside from them just looking for, you know, students that have learned the right practical skills, they're the right cultural fit. Like who who else do they look for? Like what are they looking for in in hiring, let's say, come peak season? You put me on the spot here because there are there are specific things that they look for, right? Their, their values, but, you know, good communication, mm -hmm. problem-solving skills, attention to detail, um, and I think, yeah, a good good team-working mentality, right? Because you, 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 it's not an individual game, cybersecurity. You work in teams. You're only as, you know, strong as your weakest link. So those are the, there's, there may be a couple of more, but those things, communication skills, attention to detail, critical thinking and team working, you know, team working skills and capabilities are something that they really, really, really look for. And like it, probably another thing as well would be um, a real want and need and a bit of a passion and an interest in the industry. Yeah. You know, yes, yes, you can get, there's great benefits to cybersecurity, which we've mentioned multiple times, right? But, you know, having an interest in the space um, shows that you're going to have longevity into, you know, as a career in that as well. We go through all of that within our one-on-one -on -one interview coaching. We do a lot of, because the certifications that we get you, they'll, you know, for a lot of the times, they'll get you into the interview. The interview wins you the job, right? Yeah. So you go certifications to get the interview, and then it's all about how you interview and communicate and tailor your application around what that company wants. So we do that for you, obviously, in the job placement program, train you up with your one-on-one -on -one career coaching, get you to that stage, and then you know, it's time for the, the students yeah. to deliver. That's, that's, that's the other reason why they look for a lot of career changes, right? Because a lot of those things you mentioned that they look for, they're transferable skills that you know people can get from 
from other industries, like the Mm. communication, the teamwork. That's why if someone's there, you know, probably thinking, can I really land a job in cybersecurity? What what, what they need to understand, right, Adam, is what these organizations are looking for is the skill sets they probably already have in their Mm. current line of work. Where we come in is we bridge the the skills knowledge gap of them learning cybersecurity so they're job ready within six months, being able to land a, you know, six-figure entry-level role, even if they didn't have any experience when they came in. I did a I did an interview, I guess an interview, a chat a, a chat that we recorded and will be up on our website soon with one of our students, Cezanne. He's uh, he comes from a dentistry background. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll get it up. It'll be up on the website soon for people to have a look at. Really, really interesting conversation. He had no idea that someone like a cyber revolution existed. He thought he had that old school mentality of you have to go to university for four years. He obviously did it in dentistry. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, had experienced some chronic back pain, leaning over all day. Obviously, and it was really cool. He kind of had he had some clients of his that were in the cybersecurity space, and they always seemed quite well off, happy with their job. Got talking about it as you do, um, and he thought, you know what, I'll give it a go, and you know, stumbled across us, and had absolutely no idea. And what I know for a fact, employers like about specifically SaaS is that. Um, you know, he's a smart guy. Dentistry to get into that space takes some capability to be able to do that, practice it, and do that well. And so, if you can prove that you've done something well in your past, no matter what the profession is, then that's always something that we can focus on when you're applying for cybersecurity. Okay. Very good. Cool. Well, as we probably do quite often, we went a little bit over time. This one was supposed to be a short one, but I think it was a really, really. Um, Good topic to speak about, especially now leading up to the New Year's break. Um, I guess a bit of a wrap up, you know, again, all about timing, guys. So if you're thinking about it, um, then obviously now's now's a really, really good time to start looking at upskilling, put yourself in the best position early in the new year. Um, so maybe we, we wrap it up there, mate. I hope everyone took some value out of it, took some little tricks and tips. And if you did, please like, share, comment, subscribe, all of that stuff. We will be doing more of these in the future, um, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, And if you do want to know a little bit more about our job placement program, how we train, place our students, then just head to cyberrevolution.com.au. You can leave your details there and someone from the team will be in touch. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Adam.